Home life here in the catacombs beneath the Heartlife Tower is, euphemistically speaking, cozy. When one has paid one's dues, applied for a matrimonial arrangement, and proven a positive attitude towards Heartlife, a policy is rewarded with a space here, away from the hustle of the hives closer to the lifts and mover hubs. We join Nathan Rourke at one such home, one blessed with a door. Young Nathan has just awakened, and it is the morning after the night before. Yesterday's escapades involving explosions and a daring dive out a window have left young Nathan with a fierce limp and a headache pounding in time with the thrum of the city's power grid. As he rolls off of his sleeping pallet, it draws back into the wall and a workstation slides open. Covered in a layer of homework from his time in school not so long ago. Shifting his weight evokes a painful reminder of last night's misadventure, and Nathan grips the workstation to regain his balance, disturbing the schoolwork which has been carefully laid out to obscure blueprints of a part of the corporate tower. Rearranging the detritus, he walks the handful of steps to the common area of the domicile, carefully hiding his limp. You're listening to Heartlife Radio. All Heartlife, all the time, on 126.9. Heartlife, all the life you'll ever need. Good afternoon, sleepyhead. Speaking of Mrs. Rourke, that's her now. A kindly-faced woman, Mrs. Rourke spends her days watching security monitors for the corporation, and her nights worrying about her son's well-being. I was starting to think you'd become nocturnal and I'd given birth to a mole man. I saved a breakfast pill for you. They had blueberry muffin flavor this time. You've got to eat, Nathan. Late night? You could have sent me a wire to let me know where you were. You know I worry. I was hanging out with Ed Ma, just one level down. He's pretty upset he didn't pass his operator's exam. Well, that's too bad. But I thought Ed was colorblind. Yeah, well, he thought he could fool him. He had this system worked out where he'd tie a string around anything red. Well, he should have known better. What if that flimsy string fell off? Someone could get hurt. I'm saying it was a great idea, Mom. I'm just telling you, he thought he had a shot. There are plenty of good corporate jobs open for someone like him. He worked hard in school. He has a good identity variant score. Mom. I'm just saying he played by the rules. It's not enough to be smart, Nathan. You've got to jump through a few hoops to get ahead in this world. I don't know what we're going to do about you. If you don't find a job soon, they'll send you to the putrescible waste fields for the rest of your life. I'm not going to be a shit farmer, Ma. They're PWCs, Nathan, and it's good, honest work. They're shit farmers, and it's not a job, it's a punishment. Well, you've got to do something with your life. I know it's not what you hoped for, but... Not what I hoped for? I passed every exam. Not every exam, Nathan. The identity variance test is unfair. I love you, Nathan, but honestly, you make things so hard on yourself. And then you swore at your career counselor, the only person in the world who could have helped you find a decent job. He wouldn't let me into the academy, Ma. You didn't give him any choice. Maybe if you'd showed him some respect and asked politely... He was a corporate tool. Yes, a salaried corporate employee. He probably worked very hard to earn that position. He probably kissed a lot of ass to earn that position, and that's something I won't do. Maybe you should learn. I'm headed out. Where? Oh. I don't think so. You're not going anywhere unless you're bringing your test results and your employment card with you. If the corporate academy won't teach me, I know people who will. You think I'm stupid? Uh, no. 
Mom, it's just... You think I'm just your stupid mother with her stupid corporate job, but I wasn't always a security guard. I know the kind of people you hang around with, Nathan, and I don't like it at all. I know what I'm doing. I don't think you have any idea what you're doing. I know you weren't really hanging out with Ed last night. You're limping. So whatever you're getting into, it's bad enough that you want to hide it from me, and dangerous enough that you're getting hurt doing it. And if your stupid mother can figure that out, how much do you think corporate compliance knows about you? Uh... I know you're mad at the whole corporation, and I know you want to change the world, but please hear me when I tell you that I felt that way when I was your age, too. Your father felt that way. I can't let you end up like him. I won't, Mom. I promise. You need heart life. A lot more than heart life needs you. Life will be a whole lot easier if you just accept that and play by their rules. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. As Nathan stalks out onto the dark streets of Hartford's underground, his mother sighs, pulls the monitor from beside her chair, and keys in the code for the city's law enforcement camera network. This will be another sleepless night for Mrs. Rourke as she watches, as if her will and attention could be enough to keep her son safe. Will Nathan continue to defy her best intentions? What mysterious errand has her son gone out on? Will she ever see him in the flesh again? Find out as the story of our fair city continues.